off the road again. Can't wait to get off the... Sorry, I had to kill a bug on my ceiling. Road again. Love of mine, someday you will die. And I'll be close behind to follow you into the dark. No blinding lights or tunnels to gates of white Just our hands clasped so tight Waiting for the hint of a spark If heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied Illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks I'll follow you into the dark Hello and welcome back to the Rambling Drifter podcast I'm your host, Aiden Nathaniel Roth Bet you didn't know my middle name That song was dedicated to Betty. This one goes out to you, Betty. You might be wondering why I'm singing sultry tunes. Not only is Death Cab for Cutie a good band that can put out a good show. I think they were just in Harrisburg. But I think Betty's dead. Sadly. And if I cry during this episode, understand I'm still in the present moment. So deal with my fucking human emotion or don't listen. Fuck. So I... Oh my god, I haven't slept since episode 5 at the cannery. Last night. That was yesterday. Well, it wasn't even last night. Or yesterday. It was, it was, it was today, technically. It was today, technically. I haven't slept, I think, in over 50 hours. In that time, I haven't gotten a shower in over 50 hours. Think about that. I've had, I've had terrible internal diarrhea most of that time. I know you don't want to hear about it, but I want to paint a picture for you. I came from Los Angeles yesterday. Everything was going good. I took it to uh 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 Honest One tires or whatever the fuck in the morning. I had it's the go see Terry. If you're ever in Las Vegas, Nevada and uh, you go to Honest One, go see Terry. He's at the front desk. He's fucking lovable. And even if he can't fix your Betty, he'll at least uh, make you laugh while you uh, hope for the best. But so I brought her in as just a precautionary tale. I thought that she sounded fine and she felt fine and she handled fine. But it turns out, you know, I, I, I just wanted to see... Why are these why are these check engine lights on? Why are these check gauges lights on? What's going on? Something must be loose. They must have forgot to turn off a fucking thing. It was only 2 weeks ago. I made it the 300 miles out. I made it the 300 miles back. What could possibly go wrong if you're a Bubsy fan? Sega. Deep cut. Anyways, uh I take it in to Terry and I tell him the story and I'm you got to imagine I'm the second person in line. They open up at 7 a.m. I didn't sleep all night. I made myself productive and then I I was right there. I was a good I was a good vengeful ex-girlfriend. And I I walked across the street, second in line, 7 a.m. I didn't get the car back until 5 p.m. 5 p.m. is when they close. I was there from the moment they opened till the moment they closed. And they gave me 
The stamp of approval eventually. We're going to get there. What did I do to fill up my time? At first, I went to Starbucks. And I sat under, I called a, a, a slew of basically anybody and everybody that I knew and left annoying, uh, loving, interrupting voicemails on everybody's phone uh, for about an hour or two while I was in Starbucks uh, 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 judging people while I watched them and also uh, sitting under, sitting in the corner charging my stuff uh, under the speaker that was playing music that was way too loud. Nobody, nobody in their right mind trying to enjoy a mocha froca polka latte is gonna want to hear whatever stevie dicks at that volume but so i'm sitting there i get done there i don't even check back i'm like it's probably gonna be a while it's not even new yet so they have a movie theater attached to the galaxy galactic theater or some shit attached to the cannery which it's a great it's a great whole building as a whole conceptually they got a movie theater they got a hotel if you get sleepy they got a fucking uh a casino they got everything they got a bar <laughs> they have children running around sometimes why but um but anyways so i go i go to the movies i see toy story 4 now i know what you're saying aiden why did you go see toy story 4 why the fuck didn't you see toy story 4 let me tell you about it let me talk about this shit real quick i love toy story 1 classic original it broke the mold it created it introduced like pixar and that introduced like this whole idea of of 3d models talking to each other in an animated form and then like it still being entertaining and acted thoroughly well first one's a classic second one everybody and their mother the one that's at that toy store and partly that apartment complex uh, at that creepy guy's uh, refurbishing house that one uh, arguably everybody's like that's my favorite i don't like that one as much I, there was maybe one or two highlights in that whole thing uh but other than that i think it was just kind of filler third one i saw the second one's performance and i go man that's gonna be duty that's going to be dookie. This is this is going to be Green Day. And I and not in a good sense. And uh well, is there a good sense? Some people are big fans. I'm going to offend somebody. But anyways, uh I I say it's not going to be good and then subverted my expectations. Favorite one. That shit made me cry. It was heartfelt. It was warm. Andy went off to college. Andy went off to college. And then right when you think it can't get any more heartwarming, tear-jerking and anything else, they come out with Toy Story 4, which by the way, I'm just going to say fucking beautiful i can't tell i you know everybody's always comparing things i even just did two seconds ago which one's better than the whatever let it be its own thing if i still cried i cried for sure there was like this lost kid segment which was like a cool turnaround it was like a pivotal point it's very funny movie very well acted everybody was on on point i don't think many people would notice but mel brooks i think uh had a cameo in the very beginning as like a little toy uh, fucking uh, um, schmangelers. They're like a little elephant for a baby or something like that. Fucking Mel Brooks. They got Mel Brooks to do like three throwaway lines. That's how great that movie was. And so I watched that movie. I go back to uh, Honest One uh, with full of emotion and happiness. And they're still, they, they moved it from where it was, but they hadn't worked on it yet. And so I, I go, I'm sitting around. I haven't slept. I'm trying to sleep in this uncomfortable chair in the waiting room. Go see Terry, but don't try to sleep in their chairs. Their chairs blow. They're leather, but they blow. 
So uh, I just accidentally turned on Betty's light. One thing works. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, uh, I go back and I'm like, well, I got to kill some more time. Terry, you think if I w- went and watched another movie that by the time it was over, basically you're closing, uh, you think I could get it? And they go, oh, yeah, sure, that'd be fine. So I go out and I watch uh, the reinvented uh, Child's Play, the new Chucky movie. I was terrified of Chucky as a child. And, uh I can't say they exactly hit the mark. They What they did with this uh, newfound Chucky is Mark Hamill is convincing at anything. You can you can have him be a talking cereal box, and I bet you he would be uh, Academy Award nominated. So so Mark Hamill as Chucky is great. Uh, Aubrey Plaza was awesome. Uh, uh, um, uh, I always fuck up his name, but Tyree, uh, uh, something from, from um, Atlanta, he was he was cool. I don't think they highlighted him the way that they should have. They, like, threw away a couple of his things, like, the, just the way that it was shot and whatnot. Anyways, it was, there was a lot, other than the main people, like, even the main boy was, who played Andy was tight. Like, he was, he was a good, he was a good actor. But, like, everybody supporting the main actors were all shit actors. And, like, uh, this whole, like, ever since, ever since It came out, ever since that happened, like, a, a year or two ago, and they reinvented that, and that was actually legitimately scary and wonderful and amazing. I can't wait for the second one. But it also, like, reinvented this idea of, like, the only way to make a scary movie these days is, like, the kids have to gang up against the evil entity at the end. Ooh. They did a little bit. They they spun it on its head just enough where they modernized it, and I liked certain elements of it, and it wasn't all bad. But coming from the, the roller coaster of emotions that is uh, Toy Story 4 into a lackluster subpar version of uh, uh, an original horror classic was not good so left a slightly mild taste in my mouth and then i went to go pick up betty i get there they're pulling her up they're pulling it up pulling her up as we speak as i'm walking my foot on the blacktop and they say everything's good i i i didn't see anything wrong with her i i tightened some things up i took care of some stuff everything's fine you don't have to worry about it you're solid. You're taken care of. You know, I took her, I sped her up. I, I slowed her down. I took her for a ride. I took, he basically told me that he had his way with my vehicular girlfriend and I was fine with her because I was just happy to hear that she was getting around literally, physically, mobily. And so, and so I, I'm excited. I don't have to pay anything because I already paid an arm and a leg. Uh, the last time two weeks ago, so it was all warranty, so it was free of charge for them to fuck around with it all day. I think they didn't really put uh, importance to it. They looked at it two weeks earlier, and they were like, what could be wrong with it? We looked at it, right? And then they probably saw some major shit was wrong with it. Maybe they didn't tell me. I don't know. It's warranty. I didn't have to pay. I paid zero dollars and zero cents, so maybe they're like, if we just tell them it's fine, maybe it'll be better. Anyways, I... I am convinced that it's all good in the time that he's sitting in the car the check uh, engine light is not on so that's how it's great how magic works sometimes so check engine lights not on he turns her on she's purring better than she was after they resurrected her I'm thinking Betty's better than she's ever been or ever going to be and um I I had a plan to have the stay at this campground about, it was getting later in the day when they closed about like 5 p.m. I, I, I haven't slept in days. I'm not really trying to cover much ground. I wanted to get to a campground that was about 90 to 100 miles uh, up uh, uh, I-15 north into there. There's like a little like 20 or so mile stretch 
of I-15 North that goes, or uh, south, however you're looking at it, that goes through Arizona, just at the very, like, top corner. And I wanted to say that I spent a night in Arizona, and it's all canyons and beautiful back there, so... When I finally get past the 11 miles of construction where it's like I can finally get at this campground and Betty's just fine, let me reiterate, just fine at this time, uh, I get there and it's closed. They, they're renovating, which how do you renovate a campground? It's literally just an open space where you allow people to, to put their shit. Like it's not, are you, you going to fucking paint a rock? What are you going to do? Anyway, so it's all roped off. Can't go to that fucking campground. I think it was called Virgin Lake uh, campground. And if I would have, if I would have stayed there, my first introductory joke into this t- episode of the podcast would have been Virgin Lake. Ha ha. Not anymore. Cause I'm here. Cause obviously that's fucking funny, but now, now it's just a throwaway. Now, now it doesn't even matter. It's out of context. So it's not a good, but anyway, so I get past there. I have to find the next best thing. So there's nothing else in Arizona. I'm forced to go into Utah, which if you heard the other episodes is my favorite state that I passed through. It's fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's lovely. I love it. It's desert. It's canyons. It's everything I ever wanted to be. The roads are nice. You know, I don't know. People probably smell good. I don't go smelling the people of Utah, but I bet they smell good. I bet they smell like Utah like that. Every also every single time I pass through Utah, I go Utah. But anyway, so I'm getting there and I'm I'm thinking something's a little wonky with Betty, but I'm not entirely sure, so I just let it go and and I see a, a sign for it's before the campground. It's about 15 miles before the campground that I wanted to be at, and uh, and I see a, a sign for In-N-Out, which if you know is a very popular uh, fast food chain on predominantly the West Coast, uh, more so. It started in California, I believe. It's I've only ever had it in California. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I'm in Utah. I'm about two states away from Missouri, which is in, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere America. So I don't think I'm going to see another In-N-Out. This might be my last chance. Let's go get some food in our belly because we might be tired and delirious, but at least we can have that. And so there's a, oh, there's an ambulance. I thought it was a cop. Anyways, you'll get to the point where I thought I was got. Anyways, uh, so I eat. I had animal fries. They're delicious. And uh, if you don't know, and you ever go visit uh, an In and Out anywhere, just say animal. Put the word animal in front of anything that you do, and uh, you'll thank me. You'll thank me later or never. I don't have your contact like personal information, but uh, in general, like I hate vegetables and stuff. So it's like just be be warned. But at the same time, with that, like I still like animal fries and shit. And you can mix up shakes, do whatever you want. I had a good meal, is what I'm saying. As I sat out of the extended In and Out slash Best Buy uh, parking lot, so I did that, and then I get back in Betty. I'm like, it's only 15 more miles, baby. Only 15 more miles, and then we call it a night. I'll be able to pitch a tent, literally, not figuratively or sexually get your mind out of the gutter. And I'll be able to, like, actually sleep. I'll sleep. I won't worry about what time I got to get up. I'm just going to go to bed and not fucking focus on it. And then everything will be uh, beautiful and hunky-dory again. <coughs> See, what happened was I was about T-minus five miles from the exit that I get to turn off to to get 
uh, to the KOA campgrounds, which most of the KOA campgrounds that are sitting across America are either prehistoric or just shit in general. They'll, they, they'll leave the signs up, but there was one time I was like around Grand Junction and I wanted to get to a KOA campground. They're like, oh yeah, but it comes up on the sign as like the KOA campground and Holiday Inn. So they just basically plopped a Holiday Inn on top of an existing, probably beautiful campground. So most of the shit, most of the shit is shit for sure. But, um, but any hoozle, so, so I see the KOA campground things. We're about five miles away, and she starts, she starts puttering a bit. Some things are happening. I'm a little confused because the oil's just fine. All the liquids are fine. I just came from an auto body shop where they were like, she's good as new. And fucking, she starts going crazy. And so we're, I'm, I'm about two miles physically from, where where it's going and she's starting to like not even go past like 10 15 miles per hour and so i'm putting my flashers on i'm sitting to the side i was like i just was told about 100 miles ago that this oil was good but let me check the oil for shits and giggles i check the oil it's fucking impeccable it's like uh, at least i know how to change or not change but like check it now i learned one good thing on this fucking disaster of a trip so uh anyways i get back in the car i said baby just make it just make it two more miles or either whatever it's going to take to get to this campground. And then you'll rest and we'll wake up in the morning. Everything be peachy, hunky-dory, fine as key lime pie. Key lime? Anyway, I can't fucking talk. I'm delirious. So if I'm rambling, as the title would uh, uh, allow you to know, or whatever, it's just going to be worse because I'm super emotional. I'm super tired super hungry and i just want to smoke some weed that's all i really want to do i wanted to record this podcast before i fucking get it anyway anyway so what's going to happen now what's going to happen now is i uh i was two miles she wasn't going past uh she wasn't going past like 10 11 miles an hour and so i have the flashers on and i'm literally like waving my hand out the window because it's about maybe 20 minutes till it's completely pitch black dark outside so i have a little bit of sunlight to work with to just go two more miles at like put 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 miles an hour and I'm waving my hand out, and most people are getting it. I can see it in the rear view that everybody sees my hand like mile back, and they go, okay, and they get in the other lane, and they're like safe drivers. There's one motherfucker that nearly like ripped my arm off and like shot me off the fucking side of the highway. Like what's, I had to, I had to jump my shitty already broken van onto the median of the highway to avoid this asshole who is like, I rather just hit him. Like who's who in the right mind if you're given the option of oh there's person in need with flashers I should probably take the time to maybe just move my two big fat hands over to the over to the left so that I don't hit this person who's obviously having a shit day but instead they're like they kind of came closer and they didn't move and I was literally like yelling out the window they got so close i was yelling and like frantically waving and they almost fucking ripped my goddamn hand off jesus america sucks if you listen to this podcast and you're from somewhere that isn't america don't fucking come here don't fucking come here don't fucking come here because it'll ruin your perspective on decent people anyways so i barely was able to go two miles to take the exit the moment the moment i get off the exit i there's the thankfully this little gravelly bank where some cars pull off sometimes 
that's where she gave up. She liked the entire engine. It was like a it was like a redo of outside uh, Nevada or Las Vegas or whatever, where like I was going eighty down the highway and just the whole thing gave out, and I had to use the brakes to like circumnavigate myself through traffic to safety. It was like that, but instead I was only going ten miles an hour, and like right before she croaked, the like the little uh, red. Uh, like battery is dead light came on even though it said that there was so it's all fucked and then I sit there and I'm like I'm delirious and I'm like on the verge of tears and I like look out the side view mirrors and I see this smoke and I'm like I don't know anything about cars as it is but I just see smoke and I've seen I've seen the movie crash okay like I just know that unless fucking uh fucking what's his name unless that 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 beautiful guy comes and saves me while my car's upside down and the gas is dripping like I'm not going to get out why can't I think of his name because he is a famous actor but nobody knows him like as far as like his name and sh- I feel like his name starts with a Mike or an M a mic of, of some sort. I don't know, but he's got that face. You've seen him. You know what I'm talking about. But anyways, I'm I see that and I'm like shit. Like I have like the last 4 years of my existence in the back of this van. What the fuck am I going to do is if this thing goes kaboom? And so I I immediately start grabbing like a coat in case it gets cold and a flashlight and uh my bag with all my chargers and electronics and uh and my suitcase so extra clothes. I'm getting all the pertinent stuff in case the in about t minus 2 seconds this smoke turns into fire and then like I literally the whole thing is a kibosh, but thankfully so far, knock on wood, uh, I'm, I've been doing this whole podcast from inside the van. It seems only right. I was going to do it outside, but not only right next to the highway, but like, if this is, if this is the last thing that ever happens in, in, in good old Betty, then God, I don't know. I'm, I was, I was, I had like 10 seconds of light before it became dark. And thankfully there's like, there's like a house of some sort. There's like a little residential neighborhood back in the middle middle of nowhere back here, that uh, has um, that has a uh, 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 people in it. So I was like, maybe there's hope. Maybe I can go talk to somebody, get some like bearings down, you know, all that kind of stuff. I just want to go introduce myself now because it looks like the kind of private property that if I show up in the dark, they're gonna shoot without asking questions. And so. And to kick it all off, right when I'm about to like fucking like break down in a fever dream that is my reality, I look over at the sign right when you get off of the exit that I got off of and get this, okay? <laughs> if you would have if you would have gone uh uh if you would have gone left, it would have taken you to a place called Leeds, Utah, right? If you would have gone right, which is about 1.8 miles down, if if she would have made it, is the KOA campgrounds, which I successfully did not make it to. If you would have gone in that direction, it is Harrisburg, Utah. This is significant, folks, because I'm from Harrisburg, fucking Pennsylvania, and this entire goddamn time that I've been running across Colorado and everything else, I can yell because I'm inside of a car and nobody knows that I'm here. Nobody knows that I'm here! I've just been going crazy, going across America, going, if I can just get Betty to Harrisburg, if I can just get Betty to Harrisburg, and you know what I did? In a sick fucking twisted turn of events, I, I, 
my my modus operandi, my my swan song, my fucking my fucking vision that I've had this entire time, my 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 fucking mantra that I've been singing internally and externally, barreling down Kansas highways at eighty-five miles an hour. Is if I can just get Betty to Harrisburg, and you, would you see? What here's the thing. I'm going to get into some deep shit real for a brief hot second. I'm not Christian, okay? But if there is a god up there, I'm banking everything for one on all 12 of the Greek gods, okay? I know it's mythology, but fuck you. You know, everybody's got their thing. So anyways, if it's gods or whatever up there, god or gods, plural, singular, whatever, they got a cruel fucking sense of humor. If, if, if all I was saying is let's get to Harrisburg and they fucking, now I'm here. So, so... In the irony of everything, I, I, before I broke down into tears, I couldn't stop laughing. I literally, I think I laughed, I think I laughed for, it's, it, it was heightened sense of delirium, but I laughed for a, an obscene amount of time, like a creepy amount of time, like serial killer slash like, you know, like I just got out of the psych ward after being there and put under that fucking electrotherapy for 10 years, fucking laugh. Like it was, it's wild. So I saw that. And I call my grandmother, as you should always do. That's the second thing. If you're listening to this in America or outside of America, for one, never come to America. For two, if you do come to America and something goes wrong, call your grandparents because they're better than you. Anyway, so I call my grandma. I'm just very calmly describing to her what just took place in a non, as non-emotional as I possibly can. And... And then before it gets dark, I'm just like, look, I'm going to go try to introduce myself to these people. Let's see what happens. So I go up to this completely dark house and knock on the door or ring the doorbell, whatever. It takes them a while to answer. Like, you can tell, like, nobody ever fucking comes back there. Like, it's the type of property where, like, you just don't have guests. And so eventually this this really cool dude named Jason answers the door. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm, I don't want to bog you down with my victimization and my story, but this is kind of what's happening. Here's the gist. I'm from PA, this thing with a car. I'm over there. I just want to make sure that if you look out and you see me in front of the house out on the street, that you don't like, you know, think that I'm got bad intentions or anything. I'm just literally like I'm fucked, you know? And he's like, he, he told me a couple things. He said, for one, we would have never thought anything if you stayed there because people, it's right, we're right next to the fucking interstate, like people come off all the time and just sit there, like if you do stay there through the night, just anticipate in the morning to be surrounded by tractor trailers so, and for two it was very, very lucky that I knocked on his door because he said, he said verbatim every other building or house within that little gated community back there was some like were people who were like shoot first ask questions later so i might have i might have added insult to injury if i made it to harrisburg and then got shot by some strange so so thankfully i got jason and it was he was like even we didn't want to like answer the door because he it's not his house he like lives with somebody like his 85 year old some whatever and uh fucking they they were freaking out so they thankfully he was there to keep them from shooting me but anyways he's he gives me some direction he's letting me know there's a campground if i don't want to go down to the koa and i can make it in the opposite direction it's like about a mile closer and uh and i can sit there and chill for the night do whatever but he's given me some advice and i'm just thankful that i there was i had a person to talk to and so I tried, I sat for a while, I opened up this brisk, 
because I haven't had a cold brisk in a while. The whole time I was out in LA, I just didn't use any of them. And then I today was the first day that I was like, it's a good day. I'm going to put ice in the cooler and I'm going to have some frothy cold beverages. And I popped open this brisk and um, and I waited a bit and I was hoping, you know, that's the brisk. Some ASMR shit. I was hoping... I was hoping that uh, with time, I could at least, like, trudge her down the two miles. I thought the poetic justice would be if I can take her in the direction I was going to the KOA spot and, like, she can die in Harrisburg, Utah. I thought that that would be really, really sweet. But then I tried uh, turning her on again, and I, like, it's like everything. Like, I've lost, I've lost all control of Betty. Like, I don't think she's smoking anymore, but earlier she was smoking, and she was giving off a terrible, terrible smell, and this and that, and, like, I think I'm fucked. I really do, guys. This was a really fun social experience. I call my grandma then, and I'm, like, trying to just explain to her, like, the, the uh, logistics of the situation, yet again, trying not to be super emotional, do whatever, and then she's telling me, she picks now of all times to go, well, you know what, Aiden, I think it would have just been smarter if you got a plane ticket, instead of doing all this stuff that you've been doing, you got a plane ticket, and you just went out, and whatever it cost, you used all your savings to send all this stuff back, and then maybe spend your birthday out there, but that was it, you shouldn't have taken this thing across, and I was like, fuck, Grandma, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta help me out here, because as much as I understand and accept what you are saying, like, it's not the time. Like, I literally can't hear it because, because for the four months that I was living under your roof, like, you supported me in everything, in all my ideas, in all my visions, in all my crazy harebrained schemes. It wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing. It was like I legitimately planned out every single step. So, like, I moved mountains to be able to acquire a license and get the insurance and get the car and get, like, I just threw it all together, but I still made it happen. Like, it was, it was, it was a Herculean feat that I did. And the entire time, she supported. It wasn't, she was never telling me not, not to do it, to do something else she never it could have been months ago that we avoided all this but instead she goes she goes she goes you know you should have just maybe done this and I was like grandma you fucking put carpet in here with me like you like each time I had an idea you were like here's how we improve the idea and like you were right there with me playing a game of tic-tac-toe and then all of a sudden it's like the moment all this shit's happening then you're like well maybe it should have been the other though grandma i get your i get what you're saying and i respect you i truly do you are my best friend but i got to let you know like i can't hear it like i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it because at the end of the day even if this thing did blow up in my face and even if even if this whole thing did blow up in my face and even if it was all for naught i learned a fuck ton I pushed myself past some limiting beliefs that I didn't even know that I had in me. I created possibility where there was none. I I took an idea and I spun it on its head and I used this creative thing I call my brain to like fucking make it happen. And regardless of any of the ups and the downs and the downfalls and this and that getting in a ditch and fucking not being able to make it to Vegas and whatever whatever negativity has happened on this trip I've also been met with so much love and so much support that it's kind of unbelievable 
and not only support and love from other people on both sides of the coast, like I'm in the middle of fucking Missouri and I'm getting like people from both sides of the the continent calling me and cheering me on and being my, like it's, it's such, it's been such a rewarding process. I was so happy I was able to do it because I can say I did it now. Maybe I didn't, maybe, maybe Betty's dead. And the solution is to get her towed to the nearest thing that's about four miles in the morning and if it's feasible, money-wise, I only have, I like, legit, not going to fuck with you. I got about $1,200 to my entire existence. To do this trip, I took out $3,000 from uh, my 401k that I had while working at the W Hotel in Hollywood just to make sure that I had enough scratch to take care of this. Yes, it's risky. And yes, there could have been other things. Yes, Grandma, I get it. But I'm just saying, it's like... I got I got that amount of money left. And if and if they tell me a price tag to fix it that's above a grand or even close to it, I might as well just sell her for scrap. Like I fucking love this car. I love this van. I've bonded with her. Obviously, I named her. She's my girlfriend. I did have sex with the exhaust. No lie. <laughs> Total lie. Please don't read into that. French people who are listening. But um but no, I just I've had so much fun on this trip and it's been so rewarding and life affirming and like I unlocked so many things within myself that I didn't even know that I needed to at this exact present time that I feel like no matter what happens, say I have to sell it for scrap and I get a couple extra hundred bucks, that'll be enough where I have like, I have a lot of furniture and shit that I wanted to like has a lot of sentimental value, but if I need to part with it, I will energetically physically and there's about maybe six main boxes that are like you know kitchen books this that that are like truly precious to me so there's that maybe a record collection and then my art like I need my pictures like I would not be able to leave my stuff here like I gotta be able to take it on a plane or do some shit like that so even if even if the case is that I have to throw all of my my uh priceless not in value, but just sentimental furniture onto the side of the street, sell Betty for scrap, and then do whatever I can just to say that I can live back in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I can't, I can't die out here. I can't die in Harrisburg, Utah. It would be, it would be so against nature and nurture. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but, but anyways, I, um, now I'm sitting here and I was thinking to myself, I was like, all I can really do, like, I'm so tired, but like energetically now I'm like kind of like wired at the same time because it's now I have to make some moves. Like now I get to, it's not going to be, it's going to be like 10 hours until it's sun t- sun time. <laughs> you mean daytime, Aiden? Yes, I mean daytime. No, no, no. When the sun hits the dial just right. So eventually it's going to be light out and then I'll call the tow truck and do all that kind of stuff and we'll figure I'll make some I'll make some literal money moves tomorrow and figure out what's happening but until then um I might catch some sleep I for sure I for sure am going to smoke my brains out like legit like no lie like I was wondering how I was going to get some some weed from California all the way out to to uh LA or not or or to PA you know what I'm saying my brain's fried not as much as it's gonna be but um 
but no. And uh, here's some tips for you. Here's here's a great one. I learned how to. I acquired a skill. Thank you to uh, some buddies I had out in L.A. I learned how to finally like actually roll joints, which is great, because I have. I before I left, I had this mason jar, this really good, cool, claspy glass mason jar that I got. Uh, uh, at a dollar store before I left and I was like ah, I'd probably use that for something I don't know what for I had an idea it was probably drug related and so my grandma got me all these animal crackers to eat and but they're just like plain ass animal crackers I'm probably not going to eat them I haven't really ate, eaten any of them other than one night where I was just like fucking animal crackers so I have this open bag of animal crackers I'm like man I could just take I have this whole basket of food back here and it's all surrounded. If I fucking, if I make, if I take him out of the container, the weed, and I roll them into joints and make them super like straight, I can sit them in the middle and then just create a mirage at the bottom, around, and a top. And so, so if anybody ever sees anything, it's also, I mean, like the car is literally overflowing with furniture. So even if I just had like, the joints out on the dashboard, I don't think a police officer would be like, oh, you got something. Like it's that, it's that clusterfucky in here um but um but anyways the point i'm the reason i'm bringing it up is because obviously if the solution tomorrow is sell the car for scrap and um and like send everything through fedex that i can and then hop a plane ride back then then uh i can't hop the plane with my remaining i probably got like seven joints or something like that so so if if tomorrow i realize that the end of the world is upon us betty is truly perished and and i have to i have to suck it up uh my ego my pride and uh do what's best for for myself and my pockets and whatever belongings I can salvage, then I'm, I'll tell you this, I might be low, but I'm going to get high as fuck tomorrow because I need it. I've literally, I truly like, you've no idea. So, um, moral of the story after this emotional episode, I think this is going to be it. I'm going to say this, look, look, this is going to be one of two things. Either this is the very last off the road for now, at least the, the Betty Chronicles, I think it's going to have to be a separate subsidiary. This is the Betty Chronicles. So if Betty's dead tomorrow, that's the end of Betty Chronicles and no more of that. And then, and then whenever I get a new vehicle and I travel again, then it'll be, we'll, we'll start the episodes up again. I'm not going to kill it forever. This is a great, this is a great series in my own inflated opinion. So, so we'll, we'll call it the Betty Chronicles, but, but if, uh, can't even fucking think right now but you know what i love is that the thing with this podcast is i'm completely unedited unfiltered most podcasts that you'll hear pretty much i think every single one that's done professionally in any sense of the word is uh meticulously like oh if there's too many breaths here if not breasts breaths with a th not a st um uh, there's too many of that there or, oh, i don't like how many times you said and or like you're kind of stammering over here i think uh, all that shit's real you know if you're a creator out there and you're like putting content out into the world whether it's a short film or music or this or that like it's all just a vibe you know if you say the if you say the word and like 10 times so be it you know it's just where you were in that present moment in your life and you can't get on yourself about you know being illiterate for a moment so based on the 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 high high stress emotional toll or the circumstances or whatever maybe the only word that you can salvage is and or the or uh, 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 uh. so um so that's what i like about uh having this relationship with all you drifters out there is that 
I don't, I don't censor any of it. You just get the unfiltered, whatever my day was, blah, here it is. And, uh, I, I, I would uh, hope and assume that you guys respect that because I've been getting good results in the numbers of people that have been tuning in, uh, ever since I decided to go with this format. So thank you all very much for following me. Uh, I'm just going to end it there cause this was, this was 40 minutes and, uh, I'm, I'm not going to. Even if Betty lives, uh, I'll, I'll, I might do one last thing to go like, hey, like I made it to Harrisburg, Harrisburg successfully. Like, but I'm I'm not gonna do any more on the road. So, so this is the last of the Betty Chronicles. I really appreciate everybody following. You can get us on Instagram. That's at Rambling Drifter Podcast on Instagram. Our only social medias. Thank you guys so much for being here with me, even though you can't physically be here. I felt all the love. So, calling all drifters. Calling all drifters. I'm out.